Welcome to an empowering and transformative season of Yoga Corner Chats. Join me, Shelby Phoenix, your host and guide as we embark on a journey of inspiration, growth, and self-discovery. This season, we're diving into the worlds of wellness and entrepreneurship, bringing you captivating conversations with extraordinary women who are making their mark in these realms. Each week, we'll explore the stories, insights, and wisdom of our remarkable guests, delving into their personal journeys and uncovering the secrets to cultivating a more balanced and fulfilling life. From yoga teachers to life coaches, therapists to entrepreneurs, each guest will bring their unique perspectives and experiences, offering invaluable guidance for navigating the paths of wellness and entrepreneurship with grace and resilience. At Yoga Corner Chats, we believe the power of women supporting and uplifting one another. We celebrate the diversity of our guests and their expertise, creating a space where their voices can shine brightly. Together, we'll explore what it means to define wellness and success on our own terms, finding inspiration in each other's stories, and forging our paths to fulfillment. So whether you're an inspiring entrepreneur, seeking guidance, a wellness enthusiast eager to learn new insights, or simply someone who craves inspiration for living your best life, this season of Yoga Corner Chats is for you. Tune in every week to join our captivating conversations and discover how you too can embrace the transformative power of yoga, wellness, and entrepreneurship. Together, let's manifest our dreams, support one another, and create a world where success and well-being go hand in hand. Subscribe to Yoga Corner Chats on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform, and be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and uplifted. The journey begins now. Welcome back to Yoga Corner Chats, the podcast where we dive deep into the realms of self-discovery, growth, and empowerment. Today, we have the honor of welcoming a truly inspiring guest, Hannah McKenna. Hannah is a life coach, retreat facilitator, and advocate for healing and community. She brings a fresh perspective and profound wisdom to our conversation, reminding us of the power of radical authenticity and compassion. In this episode, Hannah takes us on a journey of self-reflection and invites us to peel back the layers of our reflexive reactions. She guides us to discover the intentions behind these protective mechanisms and how we can honor and respect the vulnerable parts of ourselves they seek to shield. Get ready to gain a new perspective on compassion, self-acceptance, and inner growth. This conversation will leave you inspired to embrace your authentic self and approach your journey of self-discovery with renewed empathy. So without further ado, let's dive into this enlightening discussion with Hannah McKenna on Yoga Corner Chats. Sit back, relax, and let the transformation begin. Hear you. Welcome to Yoga Corner Chats. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yay, let me start by introducing us. So my name is Shelby Phoenix. I'm a yoga teacher and a mindset coach. 
and the owner and founder of the Yoga Corner and the Yoga Middle School. And I help yoga teachers overcome fear and self-doubt by discovering what really matters so they can confidently start their yoga business. And I'm so excited to introduce Hannah. Hannah and I met at a women's wellness networking dinner, and I really love following you. You have um, inspiring and powerful insight, and you share it in such a playful and joyful way. And Hannah is a life coach and retreat facilitator obsessed with healing and community. And her coaching business is based on the sacred rubble archetype, inviting radical authenticity into every step of our lives. So welcome, Hannah. Thank you, Shelby. It's so good to, to be here. And I love what you're doing with these chats. So I'm super excited to be a part. Great. I like to start these chats by having us um, share a few deep breaths together. Is that something you'd be okay with? Yeah, I'd love that. Great. So anyone who's listening now or later, I invite you to join us as well. <sighs> so if it feels good, close down your eyes. Settle into wherever you're sitting. Roll your shoulders up to your ears and allow them to drop down your spine. Start by emptying out all the air in your lungs. And begin to inhale through your nose, bringing the air all the way down into your belly. And then slowly exhaling out your mouth. Another full, deep belly breath in. And empty all the way. One last full breath together. Inhale. And let it go. Whenever you feel ready, open up your eyes, coming back into the present moment. So, Hannah, if you wouldn't mind, maybe we can start by just you introducing yourself and your business and kind of what you're all about. Yeah, so as you said, I am a life coach. Uh, I work one-on-one -on -one with all genders, um, but I have a group program specifically for women called The Sisterhood, and that is like... Oh, just my absolute passion and heart yes. is this group um, container for women to receive support and to create intentional community together. So what that looks like is like meeting virtually. Um, and then also, if you happen to be in this area, we have like in-person meetups during that container. But my vision for the sisterhood is to create a holistic support space. So what that means to me is Yes, we talk about healing. Yes, we talk about, you know, embodiment or thought work and things like that. But we also just have real conversations with each other. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, this is a healing space and you have to right. show up and have something sad that you're working through. Uh, right. But it's also equally as important to talk about our celebrations or to talk about yes. fun or to talk about books or anything, right? To just have like the friend group that right. so many of us have wanted for so long. And so that's the intention of the sisterhood. I'm running it right now. Um, in the three months, we're about halfway through actually our, our wow. three month container already. And I'll be opening up the doors again in May. So if that's something that hearing this, you have a knowing in your heart of, 
I want community. I want more yeah. of that friendship connection. Please reach out because it would be wonderful to co-create with you. I feel like that's so relevant now because mm-hmm. as an adult human, it can be so hard to make friends and make connections. Yeah. Especially you know, when a lot of us are feeling really isolated. So that's such like a special, beautiful space that you've created. And you have Mm -hmm. this kind of like emphasis on healing, but also bringing a sense of playfulness and joy into Mm -hmm. that. How do those two things like work together? (laughs) Um, I think it's partially just who I am. I cannot not be playful. Um, and so I think that there is always an opportunity for joy in any situation. And of mm-hmm. course, if someone's going through something really terrible, I won't like make a joke about it. There's a difference, <laughs> right? There's like, I mean, maybe there's a part of my brain that's like, you know, it would be funny right now. It's like the Aries in me is like, just say it. Um, but, uh, I mean, having, being pigeonholed in any area, right. Of like, oh, this needs to be serious or, oh, this needs to be healing or, oh, this needs to be like, that's where you're funny or that's where you have play. Um, that's just not how I operate. And yeah. I think life is a lot more fun yeah. <laughs> when we create opportunities to be playful and to um, not take things so seriously. Um, yeah. If the world is not ending then it's gonna it, we're gonna we're gonna work through it and we can how can right. we make this more bearable for right, right now so it's not necessarily taking things lightly that are actually really heavy situations but how can we enjoy our experience more right yeah so you do one-on-one coaching and then this beautiful group the sisterhood when you're we're talking about like healing or overcoming mm. self-doubt or like coming into self-love what is kind of, I guess, the contrast between working with you or another coach or a counselor, whatever, one-on-one, as opposed to mm-hmm. a group kind of uh, scenario? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm sure you have a lot of like insights and wisdom <laughs> of your own here. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. But um, the difference between like my one-on-one work and the groups that I host, whether it's like this sisterhood um, program or like the, I'll have like a women's circle in person right. or online or something like, like a one-off session. Um, one-on-one is entirely devoted to you. Yeah. It's what you need support with. And um, like, I can't know right. the right way Shelby for you to get from point A to point B. Like I can't right. know that either, but what I can be is someone alongside you that pulls out a map and says, okay, this is how you've tried already. What right. if we try this way? Or right. what are some like just brainstorming ways to um, like shift stagnancy and to like get to a different path. So it's like coming up together and having a partner with, with my own map, right. And like charting a course together. So it's really personalized and um, like customized to what you need. Right. Uh, and then group, is I mean I come to each session with a topic that we're we're talking about so um you know we actually we had a guest teacher last week but um the time before that we were talking about core wounds and Mm. our core gifts and how those things are actually the 
same usually right. or, or like very tied together. And so yeah. uh, in the groups, we have like a topic that we're talking about and then we take space to share what we're going through. And yeah. if you're feeling stuck in not being sure, then I can help like um, invite you into thinking about different things or feeling into different things. And then we also have the healing within community. So right. like hearing what you are going through and what you are stepping into often gives me permission to feel the yes. same thing, right? And so it's not just about like my healing and what I need to go through. We get like what I like to call a magic carpet ride when someone else is sharing and healing yes. in community. Everyone holding space for that person also gets to feel something within that their own healings we're all just reflections and mirrors for each other yeah i felt that because i've experienced it before yeah. in like whether i'm sharing and someone comes to me later and is like thank you for sharing that like it really helped or yeah. the opposite where i've listened to someone and then i'm like wow i feel so much less alone mm. or like I can relate to that person and now I feel safer to open up or to yeah. take the next step in that journey. Um, yeah. So I know that's so powerful. Yeah. And like for one of the, 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 the sessions that we had in the sisterhood, we talked about like the lies or the stories we have for like why we don't belong, why we mm. don't belong maybe in the program itself or in the friend group that we want to be in or in the career that we want or in our, our, the relationship we want or just in the world, like why we don't belong. Right. And the sisters had so much courage in mm. choosing with their own consent. This consent is, is both needed in partnership and also with ourselves, with their own consent right. to share those things. And it was amazing, Shelby. Like there was not one unbelonging story that someone else also didn't have. Right. right? And it's just like highlighting those things as lies, as yeah. I can tell it's not true for you. So how could it be true for me? Right. Right. And so that like, that magic carpet of like owning it and bringing things into the light and seeing like, actually that's, this is a common experience. It's not just <laughs> right. me. I'm not the only person worried about this. Yes. Um, and there's so many things, like so many examples I could like list off of things that people are like suffering or like thinking about on their own and like, for me, like the biggest thing that comes up is like mental health, like mm. maybe like the experience of depression or anxiety yeah. and like feeling very isolated alone. And like when you're able to like hear other people are experiencing that it takes some of the weight. It's like we're sharing it instead of being all alone. Yeah, for sure. And that's actually something that um, maybe, you know, is part of my journey. Um, you know, I have depression. I have patterns yeah. of depression, I actually like to say. Um, and I can, I could have chosen and I did choose in the past to have that be a reason why I couldn't do things, right? Like, yeah. how could I be a life coach? How could I help someone <laughs> if I get depressed sometimes, you know, like, right. And so that was a story that kind of like swirled around my sphere for a long time. And it felt like something maybe I was hiding up that like I was really consciously hiding like people in my life knew that I have depression. Um, but I felt like I couldn't share that and still be a successful coach. I couldn't share that and still have people trust me. And right. at some point I was like, not that. No, like I am yes. a better coach because I know what it's like 
to be stuck in yes. time. I know what it's like to forget what the point of anything is, you know? And yeah. like, I know that experience and I know how difficult it is to have compassion for myself in that and choose it anyway. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. how healing it is to share in community for one. Um, but to just own that as one of my strengths, as one of the things that yes. makes me me. Right. And I mean, a lot of the women that I work with and people that I work with also have that. And it's just like, like you said, creating community. And is that a problem even? Is is right. there something that should prevent us from, from feeling joy and having success? No, I say right. no. And I'm one of the ones standing up and being like, you can have depression, you can have anxiety, and you still are worthy of the life that you want. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I'll share too. I have depression. Like I'm in a depression right now. And mm. the same thing, like I want to share that because I want other people to know like you can be suffering mm. with these things and you can still like fall, like start that business or do whatever you want and like do it in a sustainable way that mm. like works with what you're going yeah. through right now like it's okay to rest when you need it and then like mm. use your energy when you have it um yeah thank you for sharing that kind yeah. of stuff thank you for sharing that with me and with all of us because it's not that like you can have depression and if you don't, if you hide it, then you can be successful. Right. It's, it's, you can have that and have it be part of you. And um, something that was really healing for me in this journey was seeing coaches or people that I admired who were open about that as well. Right. I was like, Oh man, (laughs) we can still do this, you know? And um, yeah, I mean, just like me, sister, I get it. It sucks. Right. And it's not who we are. Right. And I also feel like when, like, as a coach or, like, a yoga teacher or something, like, when you share stuff like that, people feel like they can be seen because you Mm. understand a little bit about their journey as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I know I felt that way. Yeah. So I'm really curious, what is the sacred rebel archetype? Oh, she's my girl. So I'm like so curious. <laughs> the way that I think of a sacred rebel archetype is kind of, it's, it's a way to talk about everything that we've already said, but kind of summing it up. So um, my entire platform, my entire business is based on the power of radical authenticity. Mm. And I believe that in order to truly love yourself, you have to actually be yourself. You have to actually know yourself. And authenticity isn't about confidence or um, an external like validation or, or external viewing of you. Radical authenticity is truly accepting yourself within yourself, right? Right. So the sacred rebel archetype <laughs> arrived for me in my authenticity journey. When I realized like, you know what? I like the the ideas of the spiritual community. I feel like I almost fit into yeah. the yoga world or I almost fit into the meditation world or, you know, all of these things, but I didn't quite fit. There was part right. of me, like that playful part of me or the, the um, irreverence that I just like have in my spirit or um, like I'm not a vegan or, right. you know, like all of these different things. 
um, I never felt that true belonging, like that we were talking about. I always felt a little bit like a fraud um, in different circumstances. And so I realized that, um, number one, I'm probably not the only one that feels that way. (laughs) If I feel that way, like I'm not some unique unicorn in that sense, right? right? Like, I mean, if I feel that way, probably other people do. So um, the sacred rebel to me means I rebel in the sacred communities by being my full self. And I also am sacred because of my rebellion, right? Like who I am is an expression of my spirit. And so it's rebelling in the sacred and also being sacred in my rebellion. And that's what the the sacred rebel archetype means to me. I don't know why this popped into my head, but there was one time where you posted a story where you were like uh, pulling like um, oracle cards or tarot mm-hmm. cards or something. And you were like, we're all magic. Like you just pull a card, like look at it. Like, what do you feel? Like, what do you see? Like, it's not like a magic trick. It's just like your intuition or your like authenticity, mm. like reading into the symbols or like whatever. And I really loved that and it kind of reminds me of what you just said of like not quite fitting into like that space but like making it your own through your own authenticity Mm. what do you like notice about that yeah thanks for I forgot about that like (laughs) I love creating rituals and ceremonies and you know like with even just in my friends um like we love we love a good like ritual to mark something you know and so um I really like creating, I like spiritual rituals, but like the person that created that way of doing something is no different than you and I are. Like I can create my own sacred rituals. And there's like some meme out there that says something like, um, I'm a spiritual being. So everything I do is a spiritual practice. Right. And I started really playing with that uh, in like, I love Oracle cards, but also you can pull it and read the meeting or whatever, but like, there's something different about me than the person that wrote the little booklet that came with the right. Oracle card, right? So I like to um, create spiritual practices that resonate with me. And so right. a lot of, I have like my little altar behind me, I don't know if you can see it. Um, and I do what feels like the thing that the spiritual wise part of me wants to do. Right. In that moment. And that's my ritual for the day. You know, so sometimes yeah. it's pulling Oracle cards or sometimes it's, you know, I have a certain like mantra that I came up with when I blow out a candle or like, we can just do it however we want to. Yeah. Um, and make it sacred. Like it's our intention that makes something sacred. Mm, right. Like I'm thinking of simple things like drinking your coffee or tea in the morning. Yeah. Like how can you make that sacred? How yes. can you make like your, you know, like a bath time, like beautiful and sacred and spiritual in like mm. your own way? Yes, I love that. I had a friend once say, um, I forget how it came up. We were like in a group chat and someone said that they were going to take like a sacred nap or something like that. Yes. And all like, yes. And someone was <laughs> like, I'm going to watch some sacred Netflix. And I was like, yes, like everything. <laughs> we can bring everything into that, you know, like I'm having like a sacred chat with my sister right now. Right. And after that, I'm going to have like some sacred time for creation. Like 
we can just bring our spirituality or our sacredness into every moment. And that is rebellion because it's not subscribing to someone else's set instructions for us. And right. that's my life got so much more joyful and playful and like expansive when I threw all that crap aside, anything that didn't resonate with me. It's not that I disrespect it. I alchemize right. it and make it my own. Right. Yeah. I have a, when I was going through life coach training, mm -hmm. I was so tired. I was like working full time. I was doing this like kind of intense training. I was trying to start my business. Like yeah. it was a lot. And I was like, going to focus on um, like rituals or like mm. routines, right? Like how do I make like a routine as a business owner and I'm like talking and I'm like I want to do a meditation practice every day and I want to do my yeah. yoga practice every day and the coach trainer was like how like I was like but I just like feel like I need to sleep like I'm so tired and they're like why isn't the nap the meditation practice like that's what you need and that's quiet and stillness like mm. take the fucking nap <laughs> yes don't yes. feel guilty about it like make it part of your practice yes I love that and I love the idea of like devotion over discipline like when I yeah. am in devotion of my highest good sometimes that is going for a walk right right or sometimes that is meditating and sometimes right. that's giving myself the grace to relax Right. and to do something different and so I'm a little bit like I'm not like a creature of habit by any yeah. means and if I try to shove myself in that box of right. my morning practice that I've copied from someone else's like curated Instagram feed right I'm gonna feel like crap by day two right. because I'm a different person in every day right like I right. need different things and so um giving myself ultimate permission to to be in devotion to my heart, be in devotion to my soul. And that shows up really differently day to day. Right. So the word authenticity, right? Like it's almost like a buzzword. Like I know like yeah. the yoga community uses it and coaches use it. And yeah. like, you know, in the spiritual community, like it's like a big word. And so I'm wondering like authenticity versus like radical authenticity. Mm. Is there a difference? Like what can you define like what is radical authenticity? Yeah, that's a great question. And I can give the answer for myself. So authenticity is to me is choosing to show up in a way that's like aligned with who you are. Radical authenticity is full permission to have that be whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So I feel like sometimes authenticity, the way that I think of just authenticity, it's like, oh yeah, I'll be authentic with these five approved right. <laughs> moods, right? Like, right? These 10 approved insights. Radical authenticity is, to me, is a self relationship yeah. and it's complete acceptance. Right complete acceptance and so that means owning the parts of me that are really easy for me to like yeah and the parts of me that are really difficult to like yeah. and not giving any more weight to any of either of those things right and right. so radical authenticity is a practice of devotion like we were just talking about yeah and um 
devotion that needs recommitment, constant recommitment, right? Um, and also, it's, it's, it's focused on our own experience. So like I was saying before, it's not about like external interaction. I right. think radical authenticity that'll change your life is being radically authentic with yourself. Yeah. And then in every moment, choosing how you want to share that with someone else. So it's not right. that you need to be an open book to all people all the time. Right. No, 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 no. It's right. being fully honest and authentic with yourself and then choosing how do I feel in this moment? What do I want to share with this person or in this setting? So it's right. not like you need to share every possible thing that comes into right. your mind all the time. It's, it's having boundaries as well and having compassion, compassionate boundaries for yourself. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, it can be super challenging to come to a, a place where you can be super honest with yourself. Mm, yeah. Um, like, like we tell these stories to ourselves, good, mm -hmm. bad, or otherwise. And I think kind of maybe taking the moment to like, be like, okay, what the fuck is the truth? Like, what is honest? Like, what is my radical authenticity as a post? And, like, how can someone kind of break through those stories or those yeah. lies and, like, be brutally honest with themselves? Yeah, that's a great question and a really good point. Because um, in order to feel okay with doing that, because I'm sure some people listening are like, I'm good. Yeah, no, right? Like, I don't want to know. <laughs> no, I'm fine not knowing. And, like, first of all, this is your choice, right? Fine, then don't. Right. I'm like, there's no right or wrong way to show up in the, in your life. It's your choice. Um, for me, the shift came and for my clients, I see the shift comes when we first acknowledge that all of our behaviors, um, or our parts, I really like parts work. I don't know if you're familiar with internal family systems and parts work, no. but if we think of the different parts of ourselves, like the yeah. part of me, that um, gets depressed or the part of me that feels jealous from up someone else or the part of me that feels right. really excited or all if we think of ourselves as sort of a, a family of parts rather right. than just like Hannah is this whole feeling this in right. this moment right like a part of me feels scared a part of right. me wants to shut down and when we do that it gives ourselves a little bit more agency to yeah. um, be the person that's steering the ship rather than like, you know, and like being fully defined by anger in a moment. So right. understanding that we have different parts is really helpful. And then knowing that the intention of every part of us is to protect and love ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so the part of you that freaks out and gets really angry when someone changes plans last minute, for example. Right. I can be radically authentic and understand and have acceptance for that part because I can see that, first of all, I'm probably not reacting to that situation. I'm reacting to a belief I have about right. how much I matter to people or something like that. And so um, doing work with a coach or a therapist to start seeing how every part that we have is like a survival mechanism it's yeah. created to protect us and so it becomes a little easier to start having compassion for these parts 
um, without it being like, oh, that's the crappy part of me that everyone hates. And it's the reason that I'm not in a relationship, you know, or something right. like that. Actually looking at it and being like, wow, that part of me really wants to be loved. That yes. part of me is demanding respect. That part yeah. of me is really scared of being hurt. And so okay. seeing the motivation behind our like reflexive reactions, um, like yeah. when, we, when we peel it back a little bit, makes that authenticity a little more palatable. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to a podcast recently and it was all about marketing, but I feel like this applies just to like life. And um, it was a uh, Simone Seol. I don't oh, know. Simone Seol. Yes. I yeah. love her. Love her. So she was talking about this idea that like, so as a coach, you're launching your new group program and like one person signs up. And so you're like, I put all this work into it. I should have a full workshop or I should be, um, should have made this much money by selling the workshop or like whatever. So you're telling this story of kind of like, I deserve this or like self-pity kind of like mm. that story you're telling yourself and like what actions are you taking based on those thoughts right like if you think that you did everything you could and you deserve more like the next action might be to just like give up like okay I did it all like I'm done as yeah. opposed to having that honest conversation with yourself where you're like did the quality and quantity of my actions equal this results. Therefore, you're like, what can I do differently next time? Like, how can I explore this so that it works out better next time? Or like, what did I miss out? And being like more curious. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question is, how can radical authenticity change your relationships, your work life? your daily actions yeah I love that question and I love Simone Soul if any of yeah. you don't follow her even if you're not a life coach or you're not an entrepreneur like her wisdom is just oh she's fire so so good. Check her out. <laughs> um and first of all entrepreneurship is really fucking hard so yeah. if you're like listening to what Shelby was just saying like I unfortunately know this feeling yeah it's really hard and it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong um <laughs> So I just gotta say that for all my entrepreneurs out there. Um, I think one thing with you were mentioning that like the thought is, oh, I deserve more than this. Or um, it sounds like in that case, that person is beating themselves up or like just feeling resentful of the outcome. Yeah. When one of the things that can be helpful in a situation like that is to um, consider like your relationship to the thought that you're having. Right. And consciously becoming open to a different possibility of thinking. Yeah. So rather than being like, oh, I need to actually think that um, 20 people are going to sign up tomorrow and uh, I am the best coach in the world. And like, you don't need right. to jump to like the thought that is like, come on, are you really going to believe that? Like, if you're deciding that's what your thought is, like, are you really just going to be able to shift that? But something that right. Simone Soul actually says is a way to work with that is to instead um, come up with a thought with the like precursor of I'm open to believing that mm. and then what it is you're wanting to step into so if in this situation the example you were having if you want to work on thinking through like was my marketing strategy efficient right if that's something you're wanting to lean into then you could say a thought like I'm open to believing 
that I could have had more efficient or more productive actions, right? right. Rather than being like, I'm a piece of shit because it didn't work. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I quit. That, I'm a sucky coach. Like, right. Yeah. Like, it's not that that's a wrong thing to think. Like, there's no wrong way to feel. But do you right. want to feel that way? And if you want to shift that feeling, then one way to start is to come up with a thought that you are open to thinking instead and invite right. in some strategy there. Um, the other thing that I want to say, I love thought work, um, is bringing also some embodiment into it. So sometimes in that example of no one signed up for my program and I feel like a piece of shit and I feel really resentful, um, thinking through using your mind and using those thoughts to, to figure out like what feelings are you having and yeah. is that feeling a knee jerk feeling that you right. come up with all the time. And that's an invitation to um, look at like embodiment work and right. ways to work with maybe the traumas or the past experiences that have initially brought you into those feelings of resentment or self-loathing um, and, and support your nervous system in healing those right. feeling patterns. So that when you have like the combination of a nervous system that's functioning properly, and by that right. I mean like, you aren't in like, um, like flight, uh, fight, freeze, fawn, all those like trauma responses. If you right. are in like a healthy nervous system and have the thought work combined, like that's right. the money right there. That's when you can be like, oh my gosh, my program launch didn't go the way I thought it would. And I'm feeling like a piece of crap and I'm feeling unworthy. And so I'm going to support my feelings right now. I'm going to feel yeah. through them with that radical authenticity, owning what I'm feeling, moving right. through, supporting my nervous system, and then bringing conscious awareness into my thoughts and like next steps. Right. Yes. What you just said, I feel like ties in everything we've been talking about, right? Because like your nervous system is actually just trying to protect you. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I yes. hated that feeling. I don't want to do it again. Like if you just don't do it, you're, you're safe. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, and then like, but you, as a person, like, can look at that physical mm -hmm. response and be like, it's okay. Um, I'm not going to die. Like, things didn't turn out as I wanted. But, like, how can I calm my body down, feel safe, and then do the work so that you can move forward? Yes, exactly. And that's like the key, right? Is like thought work can, can very easily become toxic positivity, which is right. still putting yourself in a box. This is like where that sacred rebel comes back. This is like, I don't want to be in a box of, I have to feel these certain things. Right. And so am I actually trying to get my, am I suggesting that to myself right now? Am I right. telling myself it's not okay to think this? Am I telling myself yeah. it's not okay to think this? And so bringing the embodiment practice, bringing embodiment practices in or, or um, feeling through things and supporting yourself and your feelings before like making the shift, like you have to think this right away or right. don't even think about that. Just think that like good things are coming. I didn't that whatever, like, like what you're saying is bringing in the awareness of my nervous system loves me. My nervous system is trying to protect me. And so right. I'm going to give that some attention, remind myself I'm not in danger, remind myself that, my intention is to keep going and then yep. work with the thought work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a good point about toxic positivity. Um, 
because I think that it is easy to even accidentally kind of promote that um, because as like an entrepreneur, if you're sharing your journey, you're not always sharing that panic attack, you know, or like <laughs> that, like you're sitting in the fetal position crying for 10 minutes. Like yeah. no one wants to like look at that on Facebook, you know, or like whatever. <laughs> but it's important. Um, what I've learned is like, if your nervous system is heightened and you just push it down and like force these positive thoughts or whatever on yourself like that's still there like you need to like mm. let it go through its whole cycle like you need to honor the stress the panic the whatever so that your nervous system can say okay like I'm really really scared I'm really nervous okay did it I survived and then like oh I can come back like yeah. down now yeah and that's so important and that's why it came up in the first place right because if in the example we've been using that resentment and that frustration, those feelings come up. Um, if you switch to like toxic positivity or just refusing to feel through those feelings or refusing to support your body in that, um, it's gonna come back just like it came back right. already, right? Like, because you're right. Un like, it's, it's not, it's unlikely that that's the first time you're feeling that, right? Because right. there is no it's a neutral circumstance, right? Like one person signed up for the program is a neutral circumstance, right? That could make me really excited. It could make you right. devastated, right? right? And so the fact that you're devastated, the fact that you're resentful, the fact that you're afraid, is probably because of a different time in the past that you felt right. those exact same things that your body is like, hey, you know what? This is just like last time. Um, right. I'm safe.